All right. We are uh, already. How long have we been uh, doing our pre-show prep, Brother Tony? It's going to be longer than the actual <laughs> podcast itself. Well, it can't be because people would leave us if they stay this. We have a subject today that uh, Brother T was so happy that I chose it because he thought, Man, this is a bunt around the bases. Yes. There's nothing to this. <laughs> and then we started doing our pre-show prep, and he's going, get me out of here. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, welcome back, Brother T. <laughs> yeah, Brother Hope you T, enjoyed your vacation. You had time to relax and to think. <laughs> right, yeah. Hey, I want to announce one thing before we get to the subject and announce the thing. I'm going to be with you a week from tonight as we record. Mm-hmm. It will be the 23rd of November, yes. Tuesday evening, 6 o'clock, White Oak Baptist Church, mm-hmm. for your Thanksgiving service. Yes, our folks are pumped. They're excited, and they love to hear you preach, and you've been at our church several, several, several times. And I'm happy to say I was plan B. But I'm happy to be Plan B. <laughs> I look back at my text. Brother T says, the guy we wanted couldn't come. <laughs> so we have had to settle on you. Are you free? <laughs> we backed up. We punted. <laughs> so listen, I, I'm second string, so I try harder. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get that yeah. place on the starting team. Yeah. I ask you to dress up like a turkey to preach, but you won't do that. So. Mm, I will for the right money. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking here? <laughs> hey, listen, I listened to the podcast that you and Adam did. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. I enjoyed doing that. That was awesome. Yes. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Adam has since uh, already gone back to Minerva, uh, Ohio, to do a little more investigating last week. And he came back and shared the things that occurred and uh, has already done another podcast about that. Ah. He has been invited to uh, lead one of the video series. You know, uh, Seth Breedlove does all these things mm-hmm. on Amazon. Not Amazon. Yeah, is it Amazon? I don't know. Whatever the f- whatever the thing that where everybody puts their movies. Okay. Right? It's Amazon, right? Anyway, he's going to be on there, and uh, he's been asked to do a paranormal one, hmm. uh, and they're going to fly him out somewhere and do something paranormal. So it's good. He's he's got a little career going there, and a and a new job. Things looking up. I hope I hope the best for him. I pray every day for the protection and prosperity of my children. Mm, that's a good prayer. Yeah, that every is day. A good prayer every day. Yeah, would you throw me in that prayer? Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> I, I thought a, a, a third peak preaching. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Preaching. I, yeah. Oh, I like Prosperity, that. protection, and preaching. It's alliterated. That's for good. My, yeah. 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 I mm. usually don't alliterate, but I do in that instance. <laughs> it helps me pray. Oh, there's the fourth peak. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a sermon written here before long. All you need is the letter P, and you can write a sermon. All right, here uh, it is. Here the, this one has nothing to do with the letter P. No. Uh, Unless painful would be the word. Mm. Um, it's about sin. It's sin, man. Is there anything more basic than a than a conversation about sin in a spiritual person's life? I didn't life? think so. Yeah, it's very basic. <laughs> it's very basic. But it's yeah. much deeper right. than what people want to think. I, let's get the first of the questions out of the way, which I think is the simplest question. What is sin, anyway? Mm, what is it? Man. And you did the Greek study. Well, it's uh, to miss the mark. Miss the mark. Yeah, it's like an archer that is um, pulling back on a string, yeah. and uh, but the arrow misses the mark. Misses the mark, so it becomes less than desired. Right. It's mm-hmm. not where you intended for it to be. And so the Bible mm-hmm. says all have 
sin. Mm-hmm. So every one of us have missed the mark right. when it comes to our life. So we would characterize that as doing things that are contrary to God's intended purpose, his mm-hmm. will, that sort of thing. And, you know, it's rather than making a list of things, which mm-hmm. is not the question, what is sin? What causes something to fall into the category of sin? And I, to me, mm-hmm. let me just say this. I don't know that I can find this in Scripture. I think yours is the uh, answer that suffices. But um, anything that's against God's will right. or contrary to God's will. Mm-hmm. Well, First John 3, 4 says, whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness. Mm-hmm. So lawlessness is you're going against the law of God. Right. Yeah, and so it's tra- transgressing God's law. Mm, that's really good. Oh, man, could we ever... Uh, we don't want to go down that hole. Mm. Because Old Testament law were written. New Testament, they come and ask Jesus, what is the law? Right, right. And uh, he said, it's to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now sin is anything that doesn't fall into that camp. Right. But it's not nearly as specific as Old Testament mm-hmm. laws. He said, all of those hang on these two. Yeah. Yeah, Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's a good thought. Yeah, so uh, maybe, maybe okay. No, no, no. Mm. Not going down that. That's another rabbit hole. That is down another there, but rabbit, That's yeah. good. So when we talk about sin, are there different degrees of sin? You had an interesting take on this. Yeah, there's... You were using a couple of words there. Yeah, were, venial and uh, mortal. Right. And one would, would be translated as a more minor sin mm-hmm. that doesn't have as many consequences and perhaps doesn't require as much... Uh, reconciliation, let's mm-hmm. say, to get mm-hmm. back in good standing with God. These are typically Catholic terms, Roman Catholic mm-hmm. terms. And, you know, a, a Roman Catholic person who is getting their sins forgiven will go to the priest and to a confessional and, and right. make those confessions. And <clears throat> then the priest will treat those sins based upon the degree or, uh, you know, the severeness of that sin. And, mm-hmm. and so there are different levels and things. And if a person has a mortal sin, which is a very serious sin, then if that is uh, not dealt with, that person is liable to go into a state of limbo or purgatory, that kind mm-hmm. of thing, have to be rescued from later. So mm-hmm. in that, at least in that context, those people believe, that particular group of Christians believe, yes, there are levels or degrees of sin. I was looking at Scripture. Let's look mm-hmm. at the Bible and see what it says. Number one, uh, Paul gives a particular serious warning to the Christians at Corinth. In 1 Corinthians 6.18, he begins to talk about sins of impurity, mm-hmm. sexual sins of impurity. He said, this is a different degree or kind of sin because all other sins are one thing, but this sin against the body, uh, it, well, this sin is against your body, mm-hmm. against yeah. your body. Yeah. And then we talked about what, why, what would that mean? Yeah, that was that was an interesting thought there. <laughs> that was an interesting. You know, let me first of all say, you know, that passage is at uh, Romans six twenty three that says the wages of sin is death, mm-hmm. and so um, I think we're almost dealing with the consequences of these sins uh, more than anything else because yeah. all sin leads to death. Yes, and um, but this that you're bringing up uh, that Paul wrote to the church of Corinth. Um, is definitely an interesting an interesting verse. Well, and we could call that, Brother T, without getting too too technical, a temporal or a physical 
type of de- uh, consequent of sin. Yeah. What you're talking about is eternal, right? right? Spiritual exactly. consequent of sin is sin in itself separates from God, and that's the that is the definition of hell is mm-hmm. eternal separation from God. Mm-hmm. And unless that's rectified through a person applying the blood of Jesus, right? Then th- it's that that sin is going to lead them to death. Mm-hmm. But then in the life of people who are believers, and that's who Paul's writing to at mm-hmm. the Church of Corinth, people who are believers. There's, there are consequences to sin in this life, mm-hmm. physical consequences mm-hmm. to sin in this life. It might be separation, as the Old Testament says, from God. Right. If I regard iniquity in my heart, he won't hear me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that separation, mm-hmm. not eternal separation, but that fellowship is broken because of mm-hmm. sin. But then Paul takes it one step further. Mm-hmm. says the body. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then he later talks to the church at Corinth about the body being the temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's my belief. When he says that it's against the body, he's talking about causing that body to be unfit, mm-hmm. a, a blasphemous or a desecration of the body because the Holy Spirit is supposed to dwell there. And how can the Holy Spirit dwell there mm-hmm. if the body's been messed with, the temple's yeah. been messed with? Yeah, and you and I were talking uh, before we started recording that we had always been taught or it's always been, you know, said to us yeah. that it is some type of when you commit sexual sin, you know, then there are consequences, diseases, yeah, yeah, diseases and things like that, you know. Yeah. And uh, but you took it a step further there, and and you know, I, I like that. Yeah, that's that's good. I think I think most guys, will, I can take a pill for that. Yeah. Or I have a right. shot for yeah. that. Yeah. And and that's totally missing the mark there right. in that mm-hmm. respect. Because you should be concerned with the condition of your body if it is indeed the scripture says the temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So you want to make that clean as you can so that the Spirit can dwell there mm-hmm. in his fullness. Yeah. Yes. But it uh well I've got I've got the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit later. We can talk about that yeah. in just a few moments. Is sinning ever the right thing to do, Brother T? I mean, oh. is, it, is it okay sometimes to sin? You know, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say no. Okay. Um, I'm going to say no. Right. But then we're going to talk. We're going to talk about it. Right. After that. But I want to go ahead and say no. Yes. But we're going to talk. So mm. I asked you that question in the uh, in the pre-recording. Right. And you indeed did say no and say that. Mm-hmm. And then I, I gave you an example mm-hmm. of a time that you could sin or not sin, and you say, I would in that. Yes. In that. Yes. So the answer is, it is always the wrong thing to do, but that doesn't mean that I won't ever do that. Exactly. And, and you concurred. Yes. Yes. Situational ethics. Right. And I hate that term. Yeah. I hate it. I learned it first when I was at Carson Newman, and my religion professor, Dr. Walter B. Sherman, uh, Sheridan, not Sherman, Sheridan, mm-hmm. and uh, he he brought up this example, mm-hmm. and I think I've used this on podcasts. You may have forgotten, but if if you guys don't remember, he gave the example of a woman in prison whom would been had been put in prison, who two children were left with the, her husband, probably the stepfather of the children, who was physically, spiritually, emotionally, and sexually abusive mm. to those children. Mm-hmm. She has a guard who comes to her and says. Uh, if you will have sexual favors with me, then I have input. I can get you out of here. Mm-hmm. You can go back and be with your children. I can see how much this bothers you. Right. What would you do? Well, in our when we talked about yeah. it, I mean, to protect your family, yeah. you know, 
I mean, we're all human. Yeah. To protect my wife, to protect my son, I would uh, tell a big whopper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we have uh, examples of that in Scripture. Yes, we do. To protect uh, yeah. the life of an individual. They right. would lie about their, their relationship with their wife yeah. or they were... Abraham and Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. She's my sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, there's several times yeah. in which they right. occur in order to keep a greater calamity from happening. It's called situational ethics again. And mm-hmm. uh, so the right answer in that particular instance in school was you say no to the guard and you drop to your knees and you pray for your kids. Mm-hmm. And that absolutely is the right answer that because is it right is answer. never right to sin. Mm-hmm. But we have to be honest and say most of us would not take that route. Right. Exactly. So I think think you're right. Is it sending ever the right thing to do? No, but that does not mean that it's not happened. The the great example is in World War II when so many of the Germans did not believe in what the Nazis were doing Mm. as far as annihilating the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. And they had Jewish friends and family, and they would... um, they would hide them in their yeah. homes, hide them in places. And the Nazis would come in and say, are you hiding Jews? Mm-hmm. Now, what do you do? Yeah, they said no. Right. Right. Uh, to say yes is, mm-hmm. one, you'd probably lose your life. Mm-hmm. Number two, they would definitely lose their lives right. and what would be accomplished. And so many of them said, no, there's no mm-hmm. Jews around here. Mm-hmm. And then they're under the floorboards, right? Yeah. They're in the basement of the home. Uh, and so, you know... The right thing to do, mm-hmm. Lord, don't let those Nazi soldiers come to our house. Yes, yeah, you know, yeah. Re- keep them out of our house. Don't let them come at our house. Uh, strike us unable to speak when they come down. Mm. I mean, there's all kinds of yeah. ways that you could pray not to sin, but in reality, many many Jewish lives were saved by people doing that. So, I mean, it is it is really. Uh, not just surface level. These things have to be thought through. <laughs> when you, when when the uh, rubber meets the road, yes, is when the knock comes to the door. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to that one. First uh, John five sixteen and seventeen actually declares that there is a sin that leads to death. Sin, and I would have you not pray for that. He says, for someone who has sinned, that leads to death. Mm. Come on now. Woo! <laughs> That's pretty serious. That's very serious. When you get back up to the question, are there degrees yeah. of sin? Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Sin against the body is one thing, as Paul says, but what about that sin that leads to death? In that, John says, don't pray about that. Is it John? It was John, right? First mm-hmm. John 5, 16, yes. 17? Yeah. Yes. And then is this the same one that Mark mentions as well? And Matthew... Mark chapter 3 and Matthew chapter 12. Right, right. With the blasphemy, is that the same thing? I don't think it is. Okay. okay. But, I mean, let's hope because a lot of our listeners are going to immediately jump to make that uh, correlation. Right. In Mark chapter 3 and and Matthew chapter 12 and perhaps other places, but that's the two places you and I have identified Mm -hmm. it, is that Jesus is being uh, confronted by Jewish leaders of the day after having done miraculous deeds. Mm -hmm. They come against him and said, hey man, God doesn't do those sorts of things. You have done that through uh, Beelzebub. I think is that the term Mm -hmm. that they use Mm -hmm. in the instance. Some people believe Beelzebub is another term for Satan himself or the devil. Others believe it's a high-ranking demon, Mm -hmm. whatever, evil, right? Yeah, evil. The dark side. Yeah. And Jesus looks at them very sternly and says, guys, you've really crossed the line now. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's sins against me. There's sins against others. 
the one thing that God will not tolerate mm-hmm. is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Not only not tolerate, but not forgive. Not forgive at all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we talked quite a bit about yeah. this. You know. So the traditional Baptist doctrine, mm-hmm. as you so quaintly put it. Yes. The way I've always been taught. Right. The way I've always been taught. Yes. That this is the utter rejection of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. as Savior. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's put this in the context of that sin against the Holy Spirit and also looking at the the First uh, John 5, 16 and 17, right. the sin that leads to death, which I'm just going to go ahead and say I think it's two different things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jesus in the context is doing things in order to attest to his divine authority mm-hmm. as the Son of God, as the Christ or the Messiah. Yes. They're looking at the things he's doing. They do not want to receive Jesus as their Christ or Messiah. I mean, they don't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't fit their uh, resume. They, mm-hmm. he's, he's not doing, he's not the guy they want. And so, therefore, they want to discredit him mm-hmm. by saying things you're doing are not of God. Therefore, you can't be the Messiah. So they attribute what he's doing to the power of Satan yes. as opposed to the power of God. Yes. Okay. In that respect, they are rejecting <clears throat> Jesus. Mm-hmm. But... He then gives the the blasphemy not to himself, mm-hmm. but to the Holy Spirit. He makes a hard right. Yes. Yeah, he makes a hard right there. Yeah. And and so when we were talking, you know, what is that? It, it, to me, it's a little nebulous. Mm-hmm. You know, what what is that? How What does that mean to blaspheme the Holy Spirit? And some people think it's like, okay, if there's certain people who live a more spiritual life than your self. Uh, I grew up in a church that were called Holy Rollers, mm-hmm. and people loved to make fun of Holy Rollers right. because of uh, glossolalia, mm-hmm. the speaking in tongues, the emphasis placed upon the movement of the Spirit in mm-hmm. the service and in the lives, all these kind of things. I used to think those people are going to hell because they're making fun of people who believe mm-hmm. in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Right. Uh, and then others have said that... <laughs> John MacArthur. <laughs> Charismaniacs is what he calls them. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think I think that you have to look at the context in which it's spoken. Mm-hmm. And these are Jewish religious leaders who do not want to lose their position of authority. He is oppo- They are opposed by Jesus, and they oppose Jesus. So therefore, their paths they're not crossing. And so they're trying to discredit Jesus by saying the power... That is in you is not of God. It is a, not a holy spirit, but an unholy mm-hmm. spirit. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we reject you and say the things you're doing are not of God. I think that I think that can be applied at times. I don't think that's somebody rejecting Jesus as Savior forever. Although I think a stretch, you know, mm-hmm. when you look at it, that, could be a stretch. But I think it really is saying in this context, these people are not receiving Jesus, and mm-hmm. they're attributing to him things that are not. Right, and therefore he says, if you continue to do that, guys, right, God's not going to forgive you. Yes, He's, if you if you say I am from the devil and not from God, there's no way that you can receive me as your savior, mm-hmm. your Messiah. Therefore, that's unforgivable. Right. So what you're saying is, however, that that context can be also applied to today. It could. The okay. principle can be applied to today. Okay. The context can't, but the principle can. Right. So today someone can blaspheme the Holy Spirit and be beyond grace. Yes. When they attribute the things, if they say, I am confronted with the truth of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. but I say no, 
Mm-hmm. He is not of God. He is of the devil. And you do that and reject Jesus, then you've done what he's done. And they they did it in such a way is to make a stand against Christ, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't just this, uh, this is what I'm thinking for the moment, like a lot of us do. Right. You know, I might change my mind tomorrow. So we're all really right back to its rejection of Jesus. We're right back to that again. Yeah, it's it's the... It is, in effect, the John 3, and, mm-hmm. and people always ask, what sin is it that will eventually get you there? How many sins, whatever. And that's, that's, not the, that's not the way you look at going to heaven or going to hell, being saved or being lost. Mm-hmm. John writes in John 3 that if you, because you have not believed, you are condemned already. Already, right. So it's like you're condemned until you believe. Mm-hmm. Then when you believe, you're not condemned. There's therefore now no condemnation Mm -hmm. to those who are in Christ Jesus, right? Right. But without believing in Jesus, you're condemned. Mm -hmm. It is that fact of believing. So it's not a number of sins. It's it's a decision that Mm -hmm. you make or don't make. Your sins oftentimes are a display of your unbelief. Yeah, yeah. So that blasphemy then... Um, you know, where the line is drawn is when you reject Christ. Would you say that? Yeah. Ultimately. Ultimately it is. Yeah, if you wanted to boil it down to its simplest uh, form, that would be true. Because because if we don't go that far, then you're going to have to put a line there somewhere. Yeah. Where is that line? You know, and and I just personally think that line is when you finally reject. So is that the sin that leads to death then? Mm. So we're back to first John five. So because if you do that, John, who is writing to the church, Mm -hmm. um, is saying if a person is going to reject Jesus, don't pray for them. Mm -hmm. Is that? I mean, I I don't I don't. Let me go ahead and let me read that passage. First John five sixteen and seventeen. If anyone sees his brother sinning a sin Mm -hmm. which does not lead to death, he will ask, and he will give him life for those who commit sin not leading to death. Mm -hmm. There is sin leading to death. Mm -hmm. I do not say that he should pray about that. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is not sin. Uh, there is sin not leading to death. Wow. <laughs> it's a kind of, yeah. <laughs> that, that, a lot of those New Testament writers, but you got to read them slow. <laughs> you do. I just ran past that. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. There uh-huh. are sins that don't lead to death, but the, in, then the converse is true. There are <laughs> sins that lead to death, and he's speaking to believers. So he's speaking not about spiritual death, mm-hmm. but about physical death. Right. And so, again, you know, I think if if you commit a sin um, that has ruined your testimony, is, is ruining uh, the name of God, I mean, he could take you out of here. Yes. There is a sin, you know, and again, what is that sin? Yeah. You know, um, uh, it doesn't say. It does not say there. I think we have an example in 1 Corinthians 5. Right. And that was a... And it wasn't so much that it was a sexual sin, mm-hmm. but it was such a horrible sexual sin, and there was no repentance on that person's part. Mm-hmm. But they were flagrantly flaunting that in front of the uh, congregation. Mm-hmm. I was going back to say fellowship and use my yeah, yeah. flagrantly <laughs> flaunting in front of the fellowship. <laughs> but uh, and Paul says, you know, this thing's not even done amongst the mm. Gentiles against yeah. the pagans. Mm-hmm. The, the man has a relationship, sexual relationship, with his father's 
wife, mm-hmm. your stepmom. Mm-hmm. And, and but evidently the church is neither doing anything to discipline this person nor this person be repentant, just going on like nothing was happening. Mm-hmm. And so he actually prays that his body be destroyed. That right. would be a sin unto death, mm-hmm. that his soul might be saved in the day of the Lord. Yeah. Then you got Acts chapter 5 with Ananias and Sapphira. That's right. I mean, one dropped, and then the burying yeah. committee came in and got him. Yeah. I mean, we got all kinds of committees in a yeah. Baptist church. We don't have a burying committee, though. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> and we then, don't. Then, the, then Sapphira lives as well to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And the burying committee comes back in and buries her. It, and it's very interesting. One church I have preached at, though, Brother T, mm-hmm. uh, recently, I went up, and there's it's the, it's got the churchyard next to it. Okay. You know, it's got the graveyard next to the church. Yeah. And there's a big old sign right there. That's got the uh, graveyard committee, the cemetery <laughs> committee, and the very first name on it. The fellow's last name, no lie, is Graves. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I was like, how appropriate did he get Perfect. that job just because his name is Graves? <laughs> anyway, no, I think that what yeah. Paul said, guys, don't pray that this guy is reconciled in First mm-hmm. Corinthians. I'm praying his body. I, I'm not going to pray mm-hmm. for him to hang around and bring about more yeah. reproach upon the mm-hmm. fellowship. I'm going to pray that God takes him out of mm-hmm. here because he's not repentant mm-hmm. to do it. So I think that's what John's saying yeah, I think is. So. There's certain degrees that you go, if anything, just pray that God you know, graciously takes him home so that he no longer, or she mm-hmm. takes them home so they no longer bring reproach upon the church. I say that there are plenty of sins that don't lead to death. Go yep. ahead and pray for that. Mm-hmm. But do not try to go against the will of God when he's taking somebody out. And the only way you would know that is the Spirit. The Spirit would sure, tell you, sure. lead you, don't pray for this. God is doing his work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. So be careful that you don't walk on thin ice. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Does forgiveness always require forgetfulness on our part? Uh, we're human, and it's very difficult to forget mm-hmm. things. Um, and then, of course, God is omniscient, and he cannot forget. He chooses uh, to forget. Um, but uh, I, I don't think it requires forgetfulness because we can't forget, right. but we can't hold it against them. Yeah. I think sin has a um, both a horizontal plane mm. and a vertical plane. Right. Sin, sometimes Paul, Paul, David, actually in the Old Testament said, I have sinned against you and you alone. Mm-hmm. There's instances when that sin is just between you and the Lord. Mm-hmm. There are other instances when you sin against your neighbor, right. sin against the church, and I think that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about, that last sin. So your skin, where you bring in reproach upon the whole church. And so... With God, he has promised not only to forgive, but to forget. Mm-hmm. Because he is divine and he can make that decision yeah. that while I am always capable, I'll choose not to. It's like Christ leaving his proper position and becoming a little lower than the angels, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So he chose to do that. Mm-hmm. I think God can choose, as the Bible says, to cast your sins as far as the east is from the yeah. west. Right? Yes, yes. So man... Are we are never that I can find in Scripture told to forgive and forget? Mm-hmm. Do you, yeah, it, is there a place? I, I can't remember a place either. Uh, however, I think it's very important, as I said a moment ago, that, that we don't hold it against them. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a big difference between forgetting 
and uh, and just holding a grudge. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's true forgiveness. Right. You know, there are a lot of people that say, you know, I forgive that person, yeah, but you know, I don't want to ever see them again. Right. And you know, they leave the the handle sticking out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they bury the hatchet in the handle, <laughs> and uh, and so I, I just you know, there's so many people that I've ran into that. Dr. D, they just, man, they cannot get over it. Yeah. They just cannot get over it. Yeah, and I think the way I feel about this is the very same way. I don't think, I don't think unless it's a divine act of God through the Spirit of God, that we can actually forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but I'll just say for one instance, in my, uh, I have very few memories of my childhood. And I had a difficult childhood, mm-hmm. and I think there is a gift of God where He can give you forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I mean, and forgetfulness, mm-hmm. both. And so I think there are times when that's a healing process that we do forget. But there's also times in which it's a learning process by the things that have been done against us, mm-hmm. uh, to us, that we forgive that person, certainly. That means the indebtedness that they owe us mm-hmm. has been forgiven, mm-hmm. right? It's done away with. Yes. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to get in that same situation yeah. with you yeah. again. Not going to be a doormat. Right. Not going to be a doormat, yeah. yeah. The Bible says in Romans, Paul says... If at all possible, live at peace with all people. Right. Sometimes it's just not possible. It just sounds like it's not possible. Sometimes just remove yourself from the situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Is it possible to live without sinning? Or may I ask the question this way, how long is it possible to live without an individual sinning against God? You know... When you sent this list of questions, yes, sir. At the very bottom of that list, in all caps, it is. You said these are tricky. A little guy with a halo above. His yeah, head. a little guy with a halo. <laughs> you should have put a little demon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do they have those? As they emojis? do. They okay. do. I've used them. I don't think all. I've ever sent a demon emoji. But anyway, <laughs> they're purple. <laughs> uh, I mean, ultimately, ultimately. No, we can't live without sinning because we are human. We're okay. clay. We're carnal. You know. Um, but uh, you know, can you go uh, some time without sinning? Yeah. You know, I think Scripture. I mean, you know, it, it does say if you say that you have sin or that you don't sin, you call God a liar. Right. In First John. Yeah. You know. Um, but then he also gives us a standard mm-hmm. to be holy mm-hmm. as I am holy, mm-hmm. you know. So um, uh, so a time period, sure, <laughs> but I don't know how long. <laughs> <laughs> the goal, right, is as yeah. long as possible. Right, exactly. Uh, uh, there's a couple things I want to say here is this is a dividing line between you and I and a particular group of people yeah. who are also Christians. And I was in a school once. I didn't know it. Not a dividing line between me and you. No, no, no. no. We're on the same team. Yes, okay. Uh, yeah. There's another team playing. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I happened to be going to a school that I wasn't aware in seminary uh, of a school of people who had a different idea. Mm-hmm. So we're, we just gotten through watching a wonderful uh, video by Warren Wiersbe. Mm-hmm. He was teaching our class through video. And so we then began to have the classroom discussion. Mm-hmm. And this question came up and everyone in the class with the exception of me answer was no you cannot live one moment without sin mm-hmm. and it just it, it dumbfounded me and I just I don't know if I raised my hand just spoke up and said well, I don't agree mm-hmm. I mean I've 
I attempt to go as long as possible through the power that you know that lives within me. Yeah. To to live without sinning, said so they, they looked at me and said, "No, it's not possible. You can't live one moment without sinning." Mm. And I, I I began to understand right then and there. And I had actually gone to the school in college and was pretty much drummed out. Yeah. Because I also disagreed with some of the teachings that was there, and I was called into the English professor's office, and he tried to lead me to Jesus. Ah. Yeah, he told me I wasn't a Christian because of the way I thought. Right. And it has always got me in trouble. Always, the way I think. It's because, you know, uh, you're, you're a critical it's because thinker. I think. Yeah, yeah. And a lot, a, of, a lot of people are just sheep and never think, mm-hmm. and I think. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I thought differently than this guy, and I thought differently than the group within me. And, and I, I said, I, I believe in the process of sanctification in the process of sanctification is that we are growing in the image of christ all the time with the ultimate goal being just like christ Mm -hmm. and as we grow in maturity there should be more times between our sin Mm -hmm. than when we began this journey right right and so i believe that yeah i mean the goal is i i don't think if Maybe a sin of omission. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we've been doing this podcast now for 32 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if one impure thought or one thing I didn't do or one thing I told you that was a lie. Everything, I've been trying to tell the truth. Right. I, if, if that's possible mm-hmm. uh, that I've sinned during this period of time, I'm not aware I'm of certainly it. not aware of yes, it. Yes, yes. It's a non-knowing sin. So that old statement that we probably have both made from time to time, um, we'll never been, be sinless, but we should sin less. Correct. I mean, I've made that statement. It is I don't so know how correct. many times. Yes, right. it is so correct. However, the, the people who are listening to our podcast should know that they will be confronted by people who do not believe that at all. Yes. That you are not sinless until you are remade again. Mm-hmm. You're re, not reborn even, but mm-hmm. you know, resurrected mm-hmm. into a sinless body. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, put that one to rest really quick. Yes. Is sin ever subjective, meaning... Can it be wrong for one person and not for another? Mm. Now, in our pre-podcast prep, oh, there I go there again. There you go again, man. You're so, so alliterated. I today. was called to preach from my mother's womb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are the Adrian Rogers of podcasts, and it just flows. Yeah, it just it flows. I don't even think about it. <laughs> I wish you would stop using peas. You've spit on me several times today. Now, I think that's where that comes from, doesn't it? Because so it many does, preachers yeah. use peas <laughs> in their again. preparation of performance. <laughs> I'm going to use a, a, a mask next time. Wear a head guard or something. So, um, is it ever is it ever right for one person, wrong for another? Sin is sin. Yeah. You know, sin is wrong. Missing the mark. It's missing the mark. Yeah. So what say you? I think I think there are times when sin is subjective, and yeah. again, people are going to go. Oh, there goes that liberal, you know, pastor again. Right. No, it's not really true because I'm just. Going to scripture, James four seventeen mm-hmm. says, "If a person knows to do right and he does not do it, to him it is s i n sin. Right. Yes, it's wrong or sin." Mm-hmm. Um, and and I gave you the the example of that. If if I am confronted with a need mm-hmm. and I have the potential right. to meet that need, I have the resources mm-hmm. to meet that need, and I choose not to meet that need, mm-hmm. then to me it is sin. Yes. Now another person who either does not have the resources or does not know about the need Mm -hmm. who does not respond to him, it is not sin. Mm -hmm. So I think that is subjective in that given your resources and given your knowledge and given your ability that you are to act upon things. It's, It's, for instance, 
if we knew about every need in the world, and we do know about most of these, many of the needs in the world, I couldn't sleep at night. Mm. But God convicts me of particular needs because he's put that responsibility upon my heart Mm -hmm. and therefore i need to respond to that on my heart i'm you you are now in the position of pastor i was for over 30 years and daily another need was presented to me i i had to be receptive i had to be sensitive to the spirit to say is that something we or I um, we're supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Because that definitely is a need. But here's here's a saying that I share with our church all the time: every need does not constitute a call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a need there, but God's not called us to do it. Yeah. But when He does say, "I'm going to give this one to you," you deal with that individual, you deal with that group, you deal with that need. You, if you don't respond to that, yeah then there may be a person next to you, a church next to you, whomever, that doesn't have that same calling on their life. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it it goes to resources and things like that. I mean, it is impossible to meet every need in Chattanooga. Right. You know, that's where my church is. It is impossible to meet every need. Right. And that's where you have to bathe it in prayer and be prepared to, to, yes, when he uh, shares it with your heart that, that that is a need that you should meet. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The Bible talks about that we all have different gifts, mm-hmm. uh, that we're members of the body, but we have different gifts where some are feet and some are hands and some are eyes and some are mouths, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And so there are things that a hand can meet the need that the right. mouth can't meet mm-hmm. the need. And here's here again is where I go back to my old, um, I'll get on my stump again. That's why I think it's so damaging that churches are so split up. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. meant for the church to meet the needs of the society. Yeah. That we should be the body of Christ in the world. But because we get chopped up so much mm-hmm. that a lot of times, while you say that you can't meet all the needs in Chattanooga, we could if we sure. work together sure. as yeah. the church and not a thousand churches mm-hmm. in Chattanooga. As it is right now. Yes, where yeah. it is right now, we can't yeah. do it. No, that's and for sure. I, and I think that we've missed the opportunity. Therefore, we've missed our influence mm-hmm. in our culture. Good thought. Last, last bit here. I have had so many people say this to me as I because I've taught a lot about eschatology, mm-hmm. about both the origin of sin, about where we're going to end up. I think the whole Bible begins with that fellowship of God and man being broken, and in the Book of Revelation, at the end, it is the fellowship between God and man being restored. Right, and everything in the Bible is that link between those two extremes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we get restored, many people said won't we just do it all over again? Mm-hmm. If we were put in a perfect environment in the beginning and messed up, will we not mess up again? Will we not just sin and put the whole stink of creation through this all over again? What do I think, you think? I think uh, the origin of that in many ways is because Satan was in heaven. Yeah. Uh, as Lucifer, as you know, uh, the highest angel. Right. And, and yet he, because of pride, sinned. And he was in heaven. Right. He sinned. And God kicked him over the goalpost of glory, yeah. you know, and and so I think that's yeah, I think that's where all of that you know begins to you begin to think. Right. I mean, if if he sinned in heaven in a perfect environment, yes, will we not as well? Yeah. 
you know. But uh, but I think you and I both land at the same place here. Yeah, because Satan is a source right. of sin, but not the only source exactly. of sin. The Bible also talks about the lust of the eye, mm-hmm. lust of the flesh, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the pride of life, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yes. So there are other issues there. Once Satan is even done away with, and that we will be, we would be tempted to sin if mm-hmm. not for the case that I believe that when we are mm-hmm. new creation in Christ, particularly after we have achieved that which Roman 8 talks about from our sanctification, our election, sanctification, calling, all the way to our glorification, yes. which is the ultimate outline. Yes. And the ultimate uh, goal of all of us is to be remade into the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so in heaven, Christ is sinless, right. nor can he sin. Mm-hmm. And that's where we will be. We will no longer walk by our flesh mm-hmm. or be controlled through the spirit of our flesh, but we will be entirely spiritual beings yes. when we get to heaven. I don't think not only will we not sin, I don't think we'll be capable of sinning yeah. in that instance. We will have the mind of Christ. Yeah. We'll, we'll be like Christ, as you said. And um, I mean, when he was on earth for 33 and a half years, he, he did not sin, yeah. of course. And, um, and so I agree. Uh, we will not have that uh, in us to do that. Yeah, we're no longer... Uh, Christ need to be crucified again. Right. There'll, there'll no longer be you know, the world and the nature and all its resources are suffering and moaning mm-hmm. until our redemption. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be perfect for eternity. Yes. Then. Yes. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. So get rid of that one dude. Yeah. Satan. And then have the mind of Christ and we're in good shape. So no, we will not commit that same error mm-hmm. again. But mm-hmm. we will have the kind of life that God intended for us to have. Right. Is it is it sin if someone does not like Cracker Barrel? Uh, is that a sin? Gosh, I mean, it's foolishness. It's foolishness. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. You know, someone who's never been taught about Cracker Barrel, yeah. to him who knows to do right <laughs> <laughs> and does it not, it is sin. I, I don't but, know. I still think it is. You know, I, I, yeah. if somebody lives in deepest, darkest Africa right. and doesn't know about yeah. Cracker Barrel, is yeah. it sin? No. And, and if you live in Chattanooga, as we do, is it sin not to... Love bees. Bees, love is, uh, bees is, you know, bees is one. Is it a toss? It would be a venial, not a mortal <laughs> sin. <laughs> I asked a question about Cracker yeah. Barrel, however, is Cracker Barrel sinning for not putting a Cracker Barrel in northern Hamilton County? I think that's sin. Because I have to drive yeah. across town yes. to go to a Cracker Barrel. Yeah, uh, that is sin. That is absolutely wrong. Mm-hmm. I agree. I want one in Red Bank. Yeah, I'd be thought Red yeah. Bank is close enough for me. Yeah. I can be Red Bank in ten minutes. Right, right. So I'm good. Yes, but I think yeah. that probably there's some leadership that needs to get their heart right with Jesus. I, th- I think so. Yeah, because I want to sit in a rocking chair and play checkers Ooh, in Red Bank. Come on, yes, come yes, on. yes. Get some chicken dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hallelujah. I hope you guys enjoy this. I listen. It's a deeper subject than you might think. Mm. You know, sin's wrong. We just end there. There's a whole lot more to talk about yeah, than there just is. Mm-hmm. that. Well. Uh, once again, we'll be back next Tuesday, hopefully, Lord willing, right. and, and we'll share with you again about our Thanksgiving service at White Oak, which we want a lot of people to come to, right? Yeah, that'll come be that down. night as well. It'll be that night mm-hmm. at 6 o'clock on two nights before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and so we'll, we'll let you know again and hope that you come. But in the meantime, you guys be blessed. Have a great week. God bless.